There we go. And that is us live. Um, welcome to another MMA UK Late Show. My name is Lewis Smith. And tonight we're going to be discussing Cage Warriors trilogy that's coming up this week. First one tomorrow, which is Cage Warriors 127, and then obviously into Cage Warriors 128 and 129 on the weekend. So a big weekend of fights. We've got a, a, a hell of a lot of good fights coming up this weekend as well. And uh, obviously we're going to be talking about some of them tonight. And in probably the best company you could be in UK MMA to discuss it, we've got none other than... Uh, fresh out of Alabama, Richard Shaky Shaw, or as we now call him, Skakey. Uh, <laughs> thanks for this. Uh, thanks for this video. Shake, shake. How's it going, buddy? All good, Lou. All good. Not the best with technology, but we are at last. Sorry, you keep doing James meeting. No, that's fine, buddy. We got there at last. And uh, James, obviously, uh, you're up in London as well for the Cage Warriors cards this weekend. How's how's fight week treating you? Uh, we just got here a couple of hours ago, man. Yeah, do you feel? Uh, Found that we're allowed at the hotel, so I'm good. I'm good. Brilliant. So, boys, we've got, we got quite a few quite a few fights to get through. Uh, an amazing set of cards, oh. obviously. Uh, Shake, I'll, I'll come to you first, because 127, there's quite a few Welsh guys on there. Um, I know we've had a, a, a few pull-outs, which is unfortunate, but we, we've got a lot of guys. You got, you got a couple of boys there with you now, I can see you there. Yeah, I got, old, I got old man Shoeface Elliot and... Uh, <laughs> Josh Crazy Horse Reed with me. So they, they, we've um, we've done the way into the day. They're in a bit better mood today than what they were last night. So yeah, they're good to go. Brilliant, yeah. So one I, sec, Lou. I won the one up the top shelf on the milk bar. <laughs> yeah, never a dull moment, she, is it? No. Right, go on, boys. Brilliant. So yeah, I'll, I'll start off then, boys. I'll, I'll just fire a couple of questions at you about these cards coming up. Uh, obviously, we've got Cage Warriors 127 tomorrow night. Headlining that card is a, a title fight, a bantamweight title, which is going to be between Dominic Wooden and Nathan Fletcher. J James, obviously a, a vacant title there, a, a, you know, a really good fight. What do you think of these two boys? I think that's a brilliant thing. I think the the bantamweight division historically has been probably one of the best divisions in Cage Warriors. Um, I think that, that Jack's away, the, the, the two guys fighting for it are probably the two best guys there. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I, I caught Wooden's uh, fight when he made his debut, his Cage Warriors debut uh, live, and it was, a, an, ab it was a, an absolute blistering performance. He kind of stood out that night. Um, I've seen Fletcher fight a bunch of times, and it's a, a massive kind of clash of styles with these two kids. But they're they're both exciting, dynamic fighters. I'm looking, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant fight. It's one of the best fights of the of the three nights, I think. Yeah. And Shake, obviously, you know, we've, we've got Nathan coming out of these uh, Cage Warriors Academies cars we had. Obviously, you know, you've got, you had yourself, you had Oban come through and take three or four fights and win a title there in, in amateurs. And Nathan, the same, he, he came through that process. What, what's, what does it say about that process to see guys kind of going through and coming out to fight for titles? Yeah, I think the, the Academy shows are invaluable, you know, particularly for lads, you know, to, to get a platform and, get used to being on shows that, that run as professionally as Cage Warriors, but not quite as big as. And it's a good stepping stone. It's a good part of their, um, you know, part of the, the, the progress. Uh, like James said, it's a proper striker against grappler matchup. You know, I dare say Nathan's got some good striking. He comes from a legit gym. But, you know, Wooden's a proper banger. I mean, if he connects with anybody in that division, he can knock them out. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if if Nathan can get it to the floor, if, if Dominic can keep it on the feet, you know. But, um I think I think Fletcher's Fletcher's you know uh, another one coming out of that next gym gym that have, uh, yeah. have got like a blueprint and a style of fight that, that you know can take him all the way to the UFC. But 
like I said, when you go up against him like Dominic Woody, mate, he hits like, you know, he hits like a one five five, don't he? So if he lands on them boys at one three five, they're gonna be in a world of trouble. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a it's a big way to start off this this weekend as well. Obviously, we've got I say weekend, you know, it's a Thursday night great prime time boom for MMA fans to see a card on a Thursday night. Yeah. I think and uh, even better, like you said, to have you know a, t- a title fight on a Thursday night for you know one of Europe's top promotions. Uh, but I mean, it's it's not the only good fight on that card. We've got some absolutely other amazing other ones. We've got you know I'll come to you again on this one, Shake, because it's one of your own fighters, Josh Crazy Horse Reed. And he's going to be facing an undefeated uh, Kerbin Krizier. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, another insane bantamweight matchup. You know, Josh is a, a real staple within that division at the moment. Very, very exciting. What, what, what's Josh been looking like in training in the weight cut? And how's he feeling ready for tomorrow night? Yeah, he's ready now. He was, he was a bit irritable this morning. So I, it wasn't very pleasant to me for the first couple of hours of the day, but he's all right now. But um, no, I mean, the, the, the lad he's fighting, um, in, you know, props to him, he's took it a short notice. And it's a completely different stylistic fight to, to, to the Ardy fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I was excited for the Ardy fight because him and Josh would have come there. And I think that would have been exciting, uh, you know, stand, stand up to, uh, contest. This lad's coming in, you know, we can't find a lot on it, to be honest. He's quite an unknown quantity. Um, from what we, we, you know, what we have got, he's, he's a legit wrestler. So it'll be interesting to see his, um, you know, he's faced wrestlers, he's faced strikers. So he, he's ready, he's trained hard. He's had a great camp, he's injury free. And, uh, you know, Josh is Josh, he'll turn up tomorrow and he'll give it 100%. Yeah, I think that's definitely what Josh is known for. Like you said, he's a. Uh... He's maybe a little bit irritable on the weight cut, but when it comes to fighting that, he always he always puts on a show. To be fair to him, um, and I mean, like you said, it, I I think this is one of those cards when we have these trilogies. There always ends up being so many fights that we do tend to get a lot of pullouts. I think that's that's been kind of a a common thread throughout this. I mean, it. Yeah. I'll, I'll come to you on this one, James. You know, late late sort of changes. What what's your sort of take on that? Like, is it how would you sort of go about adapting game plans when you are going to take a fight short notice and it's it's maybe a completely different style. Um, I think it's just part and partially professional fighting, really. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody at some point if you're in the game long enough. I think Josh's experience will be will be a factor. Um, so obviously been in cage where there's a lot. He's, he's faced a lot of different styles and stuff. I think that kind of bodes well for him. But you, you never know what you're getting with some of these these guys. Like like Sheikh said, you can't find a lot of tape on them or or much like even in terms of like interviews and shit like that. It's, yeah. It's hard to get a read on what's coming, but I think the if you're a professional fighter, it's going to happen. You're going to have you're going to have pull-ups, you're going to have switches last minute and, and stuff like that, and it's just something you have, kind of have to deal with. Yeah, I, I think I, I I just touch on what James said there. You know, it is part of being a professional. The key for me is like we look, we we don't spend a huge amount of times looking at game plans all the time. Like we look at a fight, they look at his strengths, weaknesses, uh, and you know we will pick points out of it, but. We've had so much bad experience as a team, you know. I mean, not not just Josh with this one, but with, with lots of the guys in the team at professional level, where it's turned upside down at 24 hours notice sometimes. So all that game planning goes out the window. So we tend to try and focus like on the strengths of, of our fighter rather than than game plan for whoever's coming in. Because as James said, this guy's an unknown quantity, and to be honest, I can't find anything on him. Yeah, I, I think where you should, you spoke about the team. It's it's one of those ones where you like. I know you've obviously your son Jack Shaw is in the UFC and. He's had this problem kind of right the way through from Cage Warriors. Yeah. Right right the way through. Even now in the UFC, you know, he's he gets a lot of pull-ups, doesn't he? So I think, you know, 
it's not just a cage warriors issue. It's something that when as you got the levels, it, it continues, and I suppose it's better to learn learn early doors with that. Would you say? Yeah, agreed, mate. I mean, it's what you know. If if you if you've had a camp and you're you, you know you're a real fighter, and if somebody presents an opportunity for you to, to keep that match up, you know, ninety nine percent of fighters should be taking that opportunity. You know, it's um it's all part of the progress, and as you said, you know, down the line it can flip. So. You, you're better off getting these uh, these situations sorted early on in your career as well, I think. Yeah, no, fair play. Um, so, yeah, but I would see this one going. Can we get a, a prediction from you or is that? Yeah, I never get, you know me, Lou, I never get predictions. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't because I think it's disrespectful and, and also sets up the fighters for, um, you know, if I say Josh is going to win by knockout in round one and then he dominates for three rounds, people still focus yeah. on the point I said he knocked him yeah. out in round one, you know. So, you know, if it goes a decision or, you know, one, one thing with Josh, he's underrated grappler. You don't get to see his grappling a lot. You know, if you see him in the gym, you know, he, he's high level brown belt and BJJ. You know, he's, he's got some good, you know, good ground skills. We've just not not had the opportunity to showcase him at the moment. So, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with him on the floor, standing with his kid in there. You know, we, we're, we're coming for the win. If asked by submission, knockout or or decision, we'll take either of the three. Yeah, big play. Um, and that on to the next fight then, and another show mixed martial arts fight there. Um, pro- probably one of your most outspoken fighters as well, I, I dare say. Uh, Oban Elliott, he's going to be facing George McManus. He's coming back up into the welterweight division, obviously a place where he gained a lot of success in the amateur ranks. Um, he, he took a couple of lightweight fights early doors, but he's now moved back up, and he's yeah, he's, he's got a tough fight ahead of him, Sheik, hasn't he? Yes. Um... You know, he's, he's still young, old man, so his body's still filling out. You know, I think what light, lightweight was a comfortable cut for him early on in his career, but I, I think, you know, he's still growing now and I think he will fill into a, you know, a good a good size welterweight. So, good, good tough fight for him. Um, I've known George since he was a kid. I know his dad well. You know, they were on, him and Noah Jack were on the BJJ circuit as eight, nine-year-olds, you know, back, back in the day. So, I've seen him progress. He's got good stand-up. He's an excellent grappler. You know, he's, he's picked up a lot of submissions on... Um, some of these sub-only events, you know, so we're in a illusion. But, you know, if Oban turns up on the day and, and performs in the cage like he does in the gym every week, he's going to be a problem for anybody in our welterweight division, you know, and he can go as far as he likes, really. Um, as I said, it's a, it's a tough matchup, but again, you know, without any predictions, we, we, we're confident we'll come away with a win at the end of that one. Yeah, definitely. And he, he's been up for a little while now, obviously, Oban, so I... I think the popularity he's gained as well. He's got a huge fan base in South Wales, so I think people definitely look forward to seeing him get back in there. And uh, I, I know I'm one of them. Uh, James, do you have any sort of take on on these two fighters? You know much you're, about them? Lou, you're, bre- you're breaking up. I don't know if it's James having the same trouble with you. I can't hear anything you're saying, mate. There we are. Can you hear him, then, James? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. I can hear you. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking forward to that fight as well. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see Oban back up at welterweight. I, I like the idea of guys not cutting stupid amounts of weight. Um, I, I think I'll, I'd like to see it more and more, I think, um, and just go into the cage with more energy and stuff like that. Um, maybe a wee bit more resistance taking shots and stuff like that. I think it's a good matchup, but again, Ian Dean doesn't really make bad matchups. If you look across the, the three cards, they're all competitive fights. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a real good fight. I'm looking I've, Oban's a guy I've, I've seen a couple of times and I've, I've been impressed with him. I like his style. Um, I like the way he carries himself outside and stuff like that. There's nothing kind of fake about him. He's just being himself and, and enjoyed fighting, which is, is always good to see. 
Yeah. So yeah, so, so something I I would have to have to agree with James. He's he really is a character outside of the cage, and that's why a lot of people like him. So yeah, look, we look forward to seeing him back. Miles Painter, big shout out to Miles who's watching from home tonight, and he's saying Oban sub in round two. So good prediction there. And we've got uh, Stuart Stoneboy Henderson who's saying Shaky's dodgy Wi-Fi. And as we can see, it it, look, it looks like Shaky might have frozen there as well. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a good count, a good shout there, Stu. Um, you shake you back with us? I'm back now. Sorry, I missed what James said. Then sorry, guys. The, the internet's playing up better. <laughs> um, we we got Stoon Boy who's saying uh, Shaky's dodgy Wi-Fi. And, uh, it's, hey, it's the Nova Hotel Wi-Fi. We never had this at the Hilton at the last event. Boiler needs to get his I'm hand a, in his pocket. Yeah, I'm go. in the Nova Hotel as well. <laughs> oh, you are. He's, you, you must be higher up than me, James. You're picking up a better signal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Miles Painter, Shake is saying Oban sub round two. Um, so yeah, thanks, thanks for our prediction there, Miles. Um, but I think sort of the next Welsh guy on the card, Shake, which is. Um, Rory Evans, and he's going to be fighting Wesley Meyer, obviously a guy you know. He's, he's fought Jack on the one of the yeah. Cardiff cards in the past. This is a really, for me, this is a bit of a sleeper fight. I think these are two guys who really always put on exciting shows. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a bit of a sleeper myself. What, what do you make of this matchup? Rory's underrated as well. I mean, he, people forget he was 11 and 0 as an amateur. He's had some tough matchups, you know. Um, you know, he came up against Josh early on in his career, and he picked up, I think, a, a loss on his debut, but. He's been coming up and training with us a, a, a bit on a Thursday morning, doing some sparring sessions with Brett and Jack and the boys and uh, and, and Josh. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think Rory will win this quite comfortably. I think he'll he'll get the takedown, and I think he'll stop him within two rounds. Yeah, a, a, a strong prediction there. Uh, James, yeah. any, any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I like the fight as well. Um, Myers, a guy I, I looked at before, I actually thought. He was going to end up fighting Luke Shanks when he was back at, at Flyweight, so I'd had a look at him before. Um, Rory, I've seen in the last cage Warriors, and was quite impressed with. I think um, the, the thing I get with, with Maya is he seems to be very, very hot and cold. Sometimes you see him yeah. and he looks, he looks absolutely like a world beater, and then other nights it's like just no coming together for him. I think his record kind of indicates that as well. Maybe he's like six and five or something, or, or five and six. Um, but, but Rory looked like a young, well-rounded prospect when I seen him live at the last trilogy. Um, and I think Maya looks like he's got a wee bit of mileage in the clock and stuff like that. And again, if he, if he doesn't turn up in, on a good night on tomorrow night, then, then he's going to be in trouble with Rory, I think. Yeah, a, a really exciting fight, that one. Miles, is, uh, Miles Painter is going for a prediction for Maya on that one. Um, but a, ve a very, very good fight. And again... I think the credit to uh, Ian Dean's matchmaking there because it's not a fight I necessarily would have thought of. But, you know, after the last fight, I think Maya had a close loss last time. Um, and obviously we had Rory again, a really good TKO victory over Jimmy Fell. So, yeah, I think I think the wrestling is going to be key in that one. I think if um, if Rory, and he's a good wrestler, Rory, he's, he's, he's underrated. You know, I've seen first hand in the gym, you know, he's, he's got good takedowns. And I think if he can get his hands on on, on Wesley and get it to the ground, I think I think he's in with a good chance of stopping the fight. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I'll, I'll just talk about a couple of other fights now. We've got Adam Wilson taking on Kingsley Crawford at 140 pounds catch weight, which uh, an, another exciting fight you there. We then got yeah, good match. Uh, Jack Clark and oh, I can never pronounce his name. 
Aurea Kale, and that's another bantamweight. So a lot of bantamweights on this card. Yeah. Um, and then bottom of the card, then we've got Liam Malloy versus Ryan Shelley in the featherweight division. So quite quite a lot of the guys in the lower down weights. Um, so yeah, if you are if you are interested in those lower down weights, this is definitely a great card for you to watch. And that is tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. Main card is at nine o'clock on BT. No, not on BT Sports. Sorry, on uh, UFC Fight Pass. And uh, yeah, all these fights are going to be at York Hall as well, which is a great fighting venue. So that is going to be Cage Warriors one two seven tomorrow night, which obviously then take us on to Friday, which is Cage Warriors one two eight, and an absolutely massive card there. Uh, main event, James. I'll come to you first for this one. It's a uh, an interim title fight, probably one of the biggest stars in the in the whole of the Cage Warriors brand at the moment, I would say, in Morgan Charrier. And he's going to be facing a, a very, very game. Paul Hughes. Uh, Paul Hughes, he's, he's he's one of those guys, when he fights, you just want to watch him, isn't he? What, what do you make of this matchup, uh, James? It's another great fight, I think. Um, Style-wise, I, I think it's a good fight. Personality-wise, the two guys can be much different. Um, Sherrier's look super laid back. Um Paul uses much more aggressive. I'm looking forward to it. I think Sherrier's striking and stuff is absolutely incredible. I've seen him in workout rooms and stuff like that. And the stuff he's working on is, is levels above what most of the, the basic MMA guys are hitting. Um, with his fakes and his, his setups and his timing and stuff like that. It's, it's on a level of what MMA guys are, are, are not operating at. Um, Use, I think, just seems to carry a bit of a bigger threat. I, I don't know. Sherrier wasn't. Me- mega impressive against Jordan over the five fives. I-, I don't know if he started slow, try to pace himself or something, but he kind of came back in. He was, just, I think, Hughes uh, is going to put like a proper pace on him. I think, um, and I don't, I can't see Paul Hughes getting tired. It's whether Sherrier can catch him with with clean strikes and hurt him enough to to kind of put him away. Is is going to be the kind of deciding factor. I mean, so far, I don't, I don't think I remember seeing Paul Hughes get hurt. And stuff like that. He's, he seems like he like he's in the Terminator mode almost. Um, yeah. I think he's a wee, a wee bit more well rounded than than Sherrier. Um, he's grappling and stuff like that. I've not seen Sherrier going to grappling too much, and it's it's going to be a really really interesting fight. But it's that kind of finesse and and skill set Sherrier versus like, Paul Hughes is just like a proper fighter. I think he's going to try and drag him drag him into a bit of dog fight, and we'll see how it pans out. But it's an excellent fight. It's an excellent fight. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really big fight, and uh, two guys. I, I don't know. Both these guys obviously lost to the current uh, undisputed champion in Vucenic. Uh, do you, do you think both guys will have a bit of a point to prove in this interim title shake? Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, both fights were were, were razor thin decision. You know, I, I I think Paul. I agree with Jane. I think Paul's too well rounded. I think he's got a fantastic cardio on him as well. So I think. Um, He'll take him. He'll take him into third, fourth round, and and I, I I've got a feeling Paul could stop him as well. I think he's got the the skill set on the wrestling and on the ground to to finish the fight. Um, as you said, both will come out because both will you know will be looking for that unification title fight with um with Jordan and whoever wins is going to be a massive boat you know for Cage Warriors. But I think it'll, I think we'll see Paul Hughes against Jordan um for you for the unification personally. Yeah, and both guys as well with this. Both guys have really got a lot of hype behind them in terms of their fan base as well. Obviously, you've got Morgan has a huge kind of YouTube channel and a lot of people behind him. And obviously, you know, out, out in Ireland, um, Paul is very popular as well. So it's it's kind of two clashes of like big fan bases as well, Sheik, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, like I said, um, we got a good relationship with that gym over there with Patrick and uh, and the guys. And, you know, I just like the way they conduct themselves. Kaiser, they're always turned up. They fit. They're well-rounded. You know, I, I, I think they're a really solid team over there. Um, and you see that, you know, they've got McCogan as a as a world champion. You see some of their yeah. fighters. Uh, they, they, they're good in all areas. I, I think, you know, fan, fan base is a part. It'll come down to, as, as, as James said, the, the fine fine you know line and who's got the better skill set i just think paul pinch is it um i don't mind giving a prediction on on someone that's not one of my team so i'd say paul paul third or fourth round stoppage and that, that actually agrees with miles in the comments he's saying that uh, oh, sorry disagree he's saying morgan in the fourth round uh james how do you see this one going i think uh, morgan would need to get paul out early and i don't i don't think he can hurt him uh, yeah, I agree. Early, I think he's he's too strong. That kid, he's tough, um, and I think he'll wear. I think he'll wear Morgan down, and those be kind of fine motor skills and stuff like that. Will start to deteriorate as he gets tired. Yeah. I think. I think you was maybe late three or four. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really big fight, and uh, I think that's probably one of the most looked forward to of the whole trilogy. So definitely keep your eyes out for this one, guys. And obviously, that takes us down then into. The co-main event, which is Jonathan Basuku versus Will Curry, a middleweight bout there. Two guys, uh, again, very popular guys in, in this uh, explosive middleweight division. That's become in a lot of good fighters in this division. Uh, James, what do you make of this matchup? I don't know that uh, Jonathan too much. Um, Curry's exciting, but um, big at the weight and, and dynamic and stuff. So, uh, again, I, I don't know too much about Jonathan, but I Ian wouldn't match anybody in a lopsided fight, so I'd imagine it's going to be pretty close. But for what I've seen of Will Curry, he's been he's been excellent so far. Yeah, shake any take on that one? Yeah, he's got to fight it well. I just think he's he's been unlucky that he's fought um, he's fought Christian Duncan twice, you know. And I just think Duncan's a problem for anyone in our middleweight division. Any 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 of them, you know. He's what he lacks with them. Um, Professional experience, he's made up for amateur, you know, and he's got a good team around him. Um, but yeah, he's a good grappler, Will. You know, as, as James said, he's big for the division. I don't know a lot about Jonathan, and that's that's not even disrespectful. I just uh, I haven't had a lot, you know, of research into him. But you know, Will needs a win, doesn't he? If he goes zero and three on the on the Cage Warriors roster, I don't really know where that leaves him. So I'd imagine he'd be um, hyped up and uh, determined to pick up a victory this time round. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, and a, a big middleweight bout there then. We move down the car. We've got Giannis uh, Pilagos versus Jesse Ohaloin. Um, that's a welterweight bout. We've got further down Adam Amarasinger versus Michelle Martignoni. That's that's quite a good a good fight there, James, isn't it? Um, Amarasinger and Martignoni. Obviously, he got a win last time over. Um, I've, I've lost it. He's got uh, over Maya last time out. He, he beat Maya. I think, yeah. Didn't he? So, yeah. Uh, two two good. Another two good. Uh, Two good fighters there, and that's a, a flyweight bout. What, what do you think of that one? Uh, so the Maya fight was the first time I'd seen. He's Italian, that kid, right? He's, yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, and, and he was a bit an unknown quantity, and I think he came over and kind of upset the apple cart a wee bit the last time because Maya was coming off a big, a big win, um, and he looks like he just spoiled Maya's work that night. Um, I'm a singer, seems to have all the all the tools. Um, it looks good everywhere when you see him and stuff. Sometimes I think he just looks a wee bit small at, at the weight class um, compared to to some of the other flyweights. I'm not saying 
kind of daft for the lightest weight class, but the the Italian kid won't be easy to beat. Um, Meyer's a good win for him. Adam can can definitely beat him and stuff. It it, it just depends on who gets their game flowing. If if Adam can get into a bit of rhythm and get get flowing with strikes and stuff, then he he looks he looks exceptional. But the Italian guy's got that kind of it looks like he maybe hits a bit harder, but he's also got that kind of but spoiler style, they could just make it a bit, maybe get up, up too close and personal where maybe muscle him a wee bit and it's, it's going to be a competitive fight. Um, I, I probably lean towards the Italian kid winning actually. Yeah, I think after the last fight, I think he, he's definitely got a good shot at that one. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. And obviously, Shake, I want to come to you because I know you're this next bout, you, you've got a little bit of experience. He's an opponent of, of Josh's. Is Gerardo Fanny against Liam Gittins. Uh, Liam has been in some really exciting fights over the last couple of yeah. months. I, I think Gittins, Gittins will win. I think his, him moving down to um, flyweight is is a good choice. I think a flyweight is going to be a problem for most. You know, He was he was strong and, and powerful at Bantam. Um, now he's come down to his natural weight class. I think he's going to be a problem. Um, I've only seen Fanny fight in the... Uh, it was the title fight. He, he, he went up a weight, didn't he? I've got, I've got the right lad, haven't I? Yeah, I think so. He yeah. went up. Yeah, I, for, I think for uh, Cartwright. Cartwright, he, but he's 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 naturally a flyweight. He's gone up for Cartwright. You know, Cartwright's a different level up there that weight. I think he'll come down, and I I think Gittins will be too much. I think um I think Gittins will stop him. Yeah. So I, I mean, again, well, we we could probably say this uh, all night, but uh, shout out to Ian Dean because that's a. That's a hell of a matchup there. So yeah. I just want to mention he, he's been a bit moody this week as well. The Dean Amin, all these pullouts have put him in a bad mood. <laughs> well, I've had, a, yeah. I've had a few tellings off off him this week. <laughs> Fair play. Don't, don't want to cross the the, the Dean Amin shake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Chick, I'll come to you for another one. It's a prelim card, which is Aiden James versus Philip uh, Felipe Rouge. Aiden obviously is, is quite well known to you. I know he's uh, a Chris Reese fighter, but. He comes up with the, with the boys up with you a little bit, don't they? Yeah. What's What's Philip's record? Have we got that there? I I haven't got it there, Sheik. Yeah. No, I don't know a lot about it. Like Aiden's another one. I think he's a little bit. Um, he's been under the radar. You know, he picked up a picked up a loss against Cameron Else, who's moved on to the UFC. But um, he, you know, again, I've seen firsthand in the gym when him and Rory visited and trained with the boys. He's really good all round, and he's he's big for a bantamweight. I mean, I think he's five foot eleven. He's got a really long reach. He's going to be a, an awkward fight for anyone at bantamweight and cage warriors. Um, his striking's unorthodox. You know, it's not like a, a neat kickboxing style, but he's got a really effective striking. He's got good wrestling, underrated wrestling. Uh, and, you know, he's a BJJ black belt under Chris Reese, so you know he's going to have some good ground game. Um, but, yeah, I fancy he didn't come in, make a statement and, and, and get the stoppage. Yeah, another big fight from a, an, another another Welsh guy. It's quite a, quite a big Welsh representation on these uh, cards this time, Shake, isn't there? Yeah, there are a lot, lot, lot of Welsh um, lighter guys as well. You know, if you have a look at the history of the guys that's been successful, you know, in Wales, you've had Brett Johns, Jack Shaw, Josh Reed, Rory Evans. In, in, they're they're all all sixty one, all sixty one kilogram fighters. Do you know what I mean? So um, strength and depth at that weight division. But yeah, I think uh, you know, Aiden turns up. Uh, and is on form. I think he comes away with a win there. Yeah, brilliant. And then that leaves us then with James Sheehan versus Omil Brown, a welterweight fight. And the opening of this card is going to be Camille Weshniak versus Luke Riley in a bantamweight division. So an another great card there. That's Cage Warriors one two eight on Friday. Um, and that takes us then obviously to the last the last card, which is on Saturday evening. Uh, 
2nd of October. Um, again, York Hall London, that is going to be headlined by a flyweight title bout. Uh, another one which I'm really looking forward to, and obviously, James, we've got one of your guys on there. That is going to be between former champion Luke Shanks, and he's going to be taking on longtime contender Sam Creasy. Uh, Sam's another guy who's, who's been around, well, it seems like forever he's been around in that. <laughs> I've seen him on so many cards now. Uh, James, what, why, why are you making this matchup for your, for your, boy, uh, for your boy Luke? Uh, I, I knew he'd have to fight. He'd have to fight Sam at some point, uh, just because he's at the top end. The both of them are at the top end of the division. Um, I think they've, they've actually trained a little bit together, so they'll, they'll have a wee bit of read on 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 each other's games to an extent. But it, it was a while back. They've, they've obviously both developed since then. Um, with the foot game too much away, the the way I can look is I think Sam's a probably a better martial artist than look. If I'm being completely honest. But I think Luke's a better fighter. Um, he's Luke does some stuff that looks... It's not aesthetic with pleasing. Some of the stuff he does when he's fighting. Um, and it's, it's stuff in his style that instead they try to change it and, and, and make him do stuff by the book and how it's traditionally meant to be done. I've actually encouraged it. Um, and it, it makes it harder for guys to deal with on the night. I know they're, they're both well-rounded guys. Um, but it, it's basically going to come down to who can impose a game on the other guy, the same, the same as every other fight. Um, but it, it's going to be a good test for, for Luke. If he, if he makes any mistakes, Sam will capitalise on it. Um, and the same for, for kind of our point of view. If, if Sam makes any mistakes, Luke, Luke will jump all over it. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's such an interesting story for Luke as well. Obviously, he came in, he won the belt, he lost it to Jake Hadley, then had a great matchup with um, LeBlond last time, I think it was. He's He's got a win there, and he's—I mean—he really looked great again in that in that fight. So to see him compete for a title again, I think it's going to be very exciting. And uh, Shake, what, what what do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I think I think he's you know since since going up with James, he's been so so well improved. You can see it. I've seen him in the early days on the, um, one of the Cage Warriors events, but I think what as James said, what he's got—he's got that. That, that inner fight, do you know what I mean? He's quite comfortable in the trenches in the later rounds. Um, and I think that's that's going to be the difference. You know, Sam, as James said, really good. Um, technically, he's a fantastic fight in all areas. You know, good striking, good wrestling. He's a, a BJJ black belt. He had his battle recently. But I think the, the type of grind that Luke puts on people, typically over a five-rounder, um, I think Sam would have to dig to dig deep to, you know, to stick with him over that grind. I... I I'll give a prediction. I think it'll be Luke quite dominant on a decision. Okay. Miles, Miles is going for Shanks. Miles Paint is going for Shanks as well. So, yeah, a, a big fight. And I mean, for, for Sam Creasy as well, it's a big fight because he's obviously been there a good few times now and, and just came up short with, with the title bouts for Cage Warriors. So, I think for him. I think it's, it, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a real one. It's a real sticky one for him. I mean, if he loses this one. Um, does he go back to the drawing board and put a run together and look for another title fight? There's only so many times you can do it, you know? Or does he start focusing on other things, you know, on fights which are interesting to him as such rather than the name of that title? But, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good matchup. It's a really good matchup. I think it's going to be one of the fights of the trilogy, to be honest. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But um, I think Shanks Shanks has got that tenacity to to really put pressure on and, and dig deep when he needs to. I, I think I think Luke comes out on the end of that. Yeah, definitely. We look forward to that one. Um that is obviously the main event for Cage Warriors 129. Um, co-main event, another exciting one. We've got Alexi Mandaviki, and he's going to be facing Reese McKee, who's just obviously returning from his uh, 
albeit brief stint in the UFC. Uh, Shake, what what do you think of this one? Obviously, we saw Reese go up to UFC about about a year ago. Obviously, he had a, some tough matchups to be fair. Oh, he had a, he had a rough old ride, didn't he? You know, thrown in the deep end at a week's notice against Chimaev. Yeah. And then, like, a real good fight. You know, I thought he'd done enough. Even though he lost um, the second fight, I thought he'd done enough in that to maybe get a third fight out of the contract. I think he's had a bit of a raw deal. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be extra determined. And I think we'll see over the next 18, 24 months, like a Nicholas Darby type of story unfold with Reese. I think he'll come back, he'll pick up some big wins, he'll win that title and he'll go back to the USC and be a much better a much better fight the second time around. Yeah. Do you think sometimes Shaky, guys can sometimes make that jump up a little bit too soon? I know they, it's they, they, they can. I mean, I think probably in if it was normal times and it wasn't the COVID situation, you know, maybe he would have waited just a little bit longer, who knows? But um, I suppose in the, in the current climate, if that opportunity presents itself, particularly with the lack of shows during the last 18 months, you'd be mad not to take it. But, um, you know, I, I think, to be honest, I think he probably is ready for the US. He's just gone in against one of the biggest savages yeah. in the world, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, the kid he fought in the second fight is one of the most underrated in our division. That kid's got some really decent wins against some really decent fighters, you know. Um, you know, I think, like I said, I think we'll see a bit of a Derby story. He'll be back at Cage Warriors 18 months or 24 months really re rebuild his brand, rebuild his confidence. And I think we'll see him with a second stint in the UFC then. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I hope so. Because Reese is a very entertaining and a very nice guy as well. Yeah, he's a nice kid as well. He's got a good attitude, haven't he? I, 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 like, I like the way he fights. I also like the way he carries himself as well. I think he's a good kid. So I wish him well. And James, obviously, uh, Alexi Mandapiki, Reese McKee, how would you see this one going in the main event? I think uh, Reese will be back with a point to prove. You forget how young he is as well when they mm. threw him into the UFC. And what is he? He's about twenty six, isn't he? He's only twenty five, twenty six, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I thought. I think he might even be like twenty four, man. Uh, yeah. And the the cams that fight, nobody wanted that fight, and the kid took it. Mm. And then even more so, the second fight. If you look at what uh, Morono's done. He's he's on a good run in the UFC. He's yeah. Done cow done cowboy. And, cowboy, and yeah. He's just stopped. Really good fighters, um, and, and Reese was was in there at the end with him. And if, if the UFC was smart, they could have matched him Reese a bit better and a bit more fairly, and built yeah. a big star for them to put shows on in Ireland. But they've they've just thrown him at the wolves right out the gate, um, and it, I think sometimes that that little setback might just be what he needs. He'll come back to Cage Warriors with with a point to prove. I, I can see him going on and getting the title at welterweight, and then and then going back to the UFC. I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of potential there for Reese McKee, so we, we really do look forward to sort of keeping an eye on what he does in the next couple of years. And I mean, specifically this weekend, it, it'll be nice to see him sort of come back and, and really prove that he's he's got where it takes. So look forward to that one. Uh, we go run down a few cards then. We've got uh, Jack Abdonnell versus George Hardwick in the lightweight bout. We've got um, Joshim Tollefson versus Matthias Figlak. Sorry, sorry, by the way, to everyone watching, if I am butchering some of these names, I, I do sincerely apologise. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got Walter Colligrano versus Steve Aimable. Um, James, obviously, talk a little bit about Steve. He's another guy that's been in cage where it's what seems like forever. He's uh, a real sort of veteran in the sport. Uh, he's, he's had a lot of wins, a lot of losses. What what do you make of him sort of in the, in this matchup? I don't know too much about the opponent, but I know... Uh... I know Steve mostly for his fights with with Aiden and uh, Paul McBain. Um, he seems to be one of the guys he's always there or thereabouts. He's he's, he's very good. Um, seems to have a real 
idea of how his game is. He knows what his process to winning and stuff like that. Um, I don't know too much about the guy, but there's a reason he's been in, in Cage Warriors for so long, him. Um, and he, he's, he wins more than he, than he loses. And if you look at the guys that's, that's beat him, it's, it's been like the top level guys that have, that have beat him. And it's usually, he's almost like, almost with, with it being disrespectful, but he's almost like a gatekeeper to the title. Um, he sits just behind the, the guys who are going to fight for the belt and stuff. And I think he'll, he'll probably be thinking he's still got one little run in him to, to get towards that title. And I, and I, Killers division uh, at featherweight with, with the guys there, but I, I'd imagine if we, if we can keep, we're thinking if we can keep winning, they can get into the title picture again. Yeah, definitely. Shake, do, do you think he's got Steve's got one last run left in him? Yeah, I enjoy watching him. He's always in exciting fights, and he's he's one of them kids that on his day he's capable of beating anybody. And like like James said, he's the, the lads he's lost to have always been top tier boys, you know. Um, no, it's a it, as you say, it's a tough division, that featherweight division, isn't it? Full, full of full of killers. Um, but he's capable of owning his own, you know. And he's from a good team down there, um, down in Colchester. So he's capable. Again, it's with these things. It's, it's a game of inches, as I say, isn't it? You know, um, it's such a fine line between winning and losing at the highest level. So you know, I think you'll win on Sat um, on Saturday's fighting. Is it the main ones? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, exactly. um, and who knows? A couple of wins can put him back in that picture if people start getting signed. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, big big shout out, and we know one of our co-hosts, Katie Hunt, is a, a, a big big fan of Steve Steve as well. So big shout out to Steve and big shout out to Katie as well. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, have a good fight. Uh, that takes us then down to the prelims. We've got Jamie Richardson is going to be returning to the welterweight division after a little stint at middleweight. He's going to be fighting Alessandro Botti. Um, we've got Kieran Lister versus Michael Figlak. Um, another another great fight there. Uh, Coleman Davis, Harry Hardwick. Harry obviously had an absolutely insane fight last time out uh, at, at the last trilogy, so that's another one to keep your eye on. And then we'll, we'll come to you for this last one, James. Dylan Hazan with Scott Malone. I know, obviously, Shake, you know a little bit about Scott from Facing Jack, but you've been working with him now, James. I knew Scott Malone. What did you make of this fight with uh, Hazan? And obviously, Hazan is a guy that I, I believe he beat Josh in his last fight. So yeah, what did what, you make of this one, James? Uh, a, he's a strong opponent, a real, real strong uh, opponent. I think he's, I think his wrestling's excellent. Um, his, his pressure and stuff is very good. So, it's he's kind of similar to Scott in that fashion. Um, if you if you let Scott pick where the fight's going, he's going to he's going to grab you and he's going to try and throw you on the ground. Um, it'll it'll basically come down to who can get either the. The fight to the fence. They're both very good at using the fence, or, or who can get the guy to stay in the bottom. There's going to be some mad scrambles and, and grappling exchanges in this. I think, I think Scott hits a bit harder with, with singles and, and combination punches. He's got a wee bit more versatility. We we, we looked at his, his last fight and seen Josh Hutton with leg kicks and stuff like that. So we know there's there's, there's options there. Um, but it, I think it's going to come down to who can control the the, the geography with the, who's on top and who's on bottom. Uh, with us because they're, they're both pressure grapplers when you when you break it down to the, the kind of bare bones it Scott's Scott's a, maybe a bigger ground and pound finisher he's, he's quite a hard puncher for top position he's got some nice wee tricks with like crucifixes and, and stuff like that and he, he does some things that traditional wrestlers and even jiu-jitsu guys on the used to uh, that he's, he's took for judo um, and we'll see how it pans out but Scott's looking fit man he's, he's confident as well he's winning since he started working with us, he's won like his last four. Um, 
he just stopped a, a, a prospect in Cedar Atlas at the last trilogy. Mm. A lot a lot of people were quite high on him because he's he won the gold medal at the IMAFs a couple of times in amateur and he was five or six and over. So I think he was he was brought over it's going to be a big test for Scotland. Scott's absolutely manhandled him. So I I think the the big thing with Scott is he's, he's very confident now. Um, the losses he took at Cage Warriors at, at Bantamweight was, was to the best guys that have, that have been in the division with Jack and, and uh, the two Jacks. Um, mm-hmm. And we've, we've changed bits and pieces with his game that was mostly down to decision-making and just try to pace himself. Um, and he's, he's back at flyweight. when He's, he's a good-sized flyweight. Um, he, was, he was undersized uh, at Bantam. And he's, he's, he's back confident. He's caught when, when he had a decent little running loss to Jack, his, his confidence got sharp. Um, and it's it's just we've kind of built it back, taking him on a couple of the weird shows, um, fighting guys with winning records, but just not the same caliber they've been they've been competing against. And and now he's kind of back on the big show, obviously with a good performance the last time. So I'm confident he'll, he'll do well on Saturday. And he's he's hungry. Uh, he's he's fully aware he's kind of running out of time. He's a bit older and stuff. Scott, so he's, he knows like he, he can't really afford any slip ups, but he's confident for the the run he's been on. He's We've addressed the kind of pacing and decision making stuff, um, and I'll just be a case him going out there and, and putting everything together on the night from now. Yeah, and Shake, you you've obviously coached against both of these guys. What 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 do you see in this one? I know you know sometimes as MMA fans, w- without sort of the knowledge of of coaches like you two, when we see a matchup like this, we think is a you know these two strong grapplers going to nullify each other out there. We're, get, we're just going to see sort of a a really exciting stand-up. Well, what, how, how do you think this one's going to go? Yeah, I think I think at flyweight, he's a good strong, a good strong flyweight. Scott's going to be, and I think he's going to have, um, you know, the wrestling judo pedigree to stop the takedowns off 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 the other kid. He hits hard as well. You know, both both my guys have said that when they've been in with him. When he lands you, you know, you can feel he's a powerful kid. So I think he'll do enough to nullify the the wrestling. And I think you know probably if he gets it on the cage, he's got those, as, as James said those trips, those. Um, unique ways of hitting the takedown off the wall, and uh, you know I, I think he'll I think he'll come through comfortably, Scott. To be honest, I think he's not an under over title fight then, James. I think you'd agree if he wins that, wouldn't he? Uh, he may have to fight Luke Shanks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see another that on a weekly basis, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, but yeah, obviously some some great cards there. Obviously that's going to be all coming up over the next couple of nights now. So make make sure you tune in, guys, because they really are some exciting matchups on there. Um, oh, who, who's this? Josh Reed, is it? <laughs> jo- Josh Reed stripping off now. There we go. I won't keep you too long, then, boys. I know uh, Reedy's Reedy's ready for bed. Yeah. Look, he's got a big fight tomorrow. Um, How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> what, what I wanted to ask before I, I let you go, boys, to the both of you. Um, We've had a couple of these Cage Warriors trilogies now over the course of the pandemic. We're starting to make our way out now, slowly but surely. Do you see these trilogies going on, or do you think we're at a point now where we, we go back to single cards again? I think we go back to normal cards now. I think, let's be honest, it must be stressful for Ian. You know, imagine, you know when you're matching three shows consecutively, if somebody pulls out on a Thursday, you've used all the other fighters in those weight divisions on the other... The other events, you know, he's got a tough task here when he's matching these trilogy events. Um, I've spoken to the guys, and I think probably now we'll be looking at single shows going forward unless we get another lockdown, which, fingers crossed, I can't see happening. But I'd be glad to see the single shows. I prefer them, if I'm honest, and the trilogy shows. We've had a couple of shows where we've had fighters on on different nights, and I find it stressful as a coach as well. So 
for me, I'll be glad to see the single nights. James, same for you? Yeah, man, I, I want single shows, um, full crowds. Maybe back yeah, full crowds. A Dublin show, some Cardiff shows and stuff like that. But the, they can they can just stack the, the, the yeah. big one big show. Um, the job they've done with the trilogy has been incredible, but I've yeah, brilliant shows before. Um, and under normal circumstances, promoting one show is hard enough without having to do like, the logistics and stuff like that for the trilogies with, with the restrictions. Fucking absolute headache. So they've done an incredible job. Um, and I think their stocks has risen massively because it, because nobody else has kept up with them during the, the lockdown and stuff like that. Was cage wars just grew and went from strength to strength during it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I was just wondering what, what the take on that was. Like I said, I, I, I really enjoyed these trilogy cards. I, 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 obviously, I love to finish work and then start off watching like a Thursday night card. So, for me, I do love them, but at the same time, now things are starting to open back up. I do think it, it's probably going to get to the point now where we, we're going to go back to you know crowds and and single cards. So, yeah, we, we'll look forward to that as well. J- just lastly, boys, I know we're at 45 minutes, I can see the boys going to bed there, shake. Um, for you two, you two boys, you know, you, you're in a kind of a unique position now. You, you've both fought. You've both sort of been in the game a long time. Be- before it was cool, as they say. I, what's it like for you now to kind of be, you know, the the older guys coaching and bringing guys through? You've been doing it a long time to, and you know, take them on these kind of shows. Uh, Shake, I'll come to you first. What was it sort of like, you know, being in your position now? I think I'm insulting James by saying with with the older guys, he's a lot younger than me and he's better looking. <laughs> it's... Um, it's uh, it's, it's it's brilliant. I say I say to all my guys, they don't know how lucky they are to have the platforms they've got to to perform on. You know, um, the money spent on like safety through safe MMA. You know, I'm a big advocate of that. You know, I've had a fight with myself that, you know, if he'd gone in and fought, could probably have lost his life. You know, they they picked up a really bad bad shadow on the brain. Um, but yeah, I mean, the platform. You know, on TV, you can watch it worldwide. You know, it, it is like. You know, it's a fantastic apprenticeship. It's like the next level done from the UFC, but some of these atmospheres at these Cage Warriors events are no different to what you get in the UFC. Plus, the calibre of fighters is not a big difference. I've said this to everybody. There's not a massive step up now. Whereas before, there used to be a big gulf. I don't think there is at a lot of the divisions. I think it's, it's, it's quite a small gap. Yeah. And uh, James, obviously, you, you fought for Cage Warriors. You, you're coaching. What, what are these weeks like for you now with the, with the trilogies and, and being up there in, in this coach's position? Um, they are stressful. They're, they're stre- I don't know if that's just because they look shanks, to be honest. But um, <laughs> fighting was always easier than coaching for me. It, it was. It could be a wee bit more selfish when you're fighting, um, and you have a bit more control over stuff. Whereas the, the coaching stuff, I can control what happens in the gym and, and the preparation and stuff. But when when they go in there, you're 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 kind of left at the side. We try to try to give some input and stuff like that, but. It, it can be stressful, man. The the trilogies that what, what Shaky said is the, when you're doing it night after night, it's completely different. It is because coaching one fight is draining. Um, I, I've had multiple nights where I need to go home and just lie down with the lights out when everybody else yeah. is away out yeah. fucking getting drunk and eating pizza. I need like a quiet room, a dark yeah. room for, for 10 minutes. And the, that last trilogy, we had the four guys on the other three nights. And, and you're always thinking that the chances of getting four wins at that level is. is it's, it's, it's not going to be easy and then as we were kind of getting closer and closer to the last fight during the week I was like fuck we, we, we can do this but <laughs> it, is, it is stressful man um, I, I preferred the fighting to be honest I'm, I was, I'm better at coaching than I was at fighting but I, I, it was easier for me to fight than it was to, 
to kind of sit by the side and, and just let stuff play out to an extent. Yeah, they play. Well, uh, boys, hopefully it's, it's not hopefully it's not too stressful for the both of you. Obviously, you've got a lot of guys on there, and hopefully you, you all get a lot of wins. So, um, yeah, I want to say, first of all, a big thank you. I know, obviously, you, you've got quite busy schedules this week, so I really appreciate the time and coming on to talk me through some of these fights to uh, give your expert opinion. Uh, Shake, anything you want to say before we, we call it tonight? No, uh, like I said, I hope this... Um... This will be the last. As I said, from a fan's perspective, I get what you're saying. It's wonderful to watch, isn't it? You've got something from a Thursday through to a Saturday. But yeah. like James said, it, it is stressful from a coaching's perspective, particularly if you've got boys on it. Like, we're lucky today, um, this time round, we've only got the one night. So we can go home, you know, th- th- Thursday evening, which is lovely. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still, like I said, it's a great platform. It's a good opportunity for guys to really... And there's a lot of people watching it, you know. Like Graham said at one of the um, uh, fighters meetings when on the early trees like there's no sport on so everybody's eyes are focused on these events so i think it's raised a lot of profiles on the card and stood them in good stead you know like there's probably guys from the usc are watching them on a regular basis so they're fully aware of, of who's doing well and who's not so fingers crossed we have three great days and uh, we see a few more stars born yeah definitely and any last words james no nah, nothing <laughs> <laughs> There we go, boys. Thank you very much. Guys, obviously tune in to the Cage Warriors trilogy this week. It's going to be on UFC, Fight Pass, all the rest of the Every evening for the rest of a couple of days now, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, guys, good luck with your fights, and uh, I'll see you both soon, okay? Cheers, Lou. Cheers, boys. See you in the morning, James. Ciao, boys. See you, mate. Bye, mate. Ciao, boys.